Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about getting gassed out there in the pool route. And this is something that can be very hazardous. I'll go over a lot of different smells that you probably don't want to have happen out there. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Let's face it, you're working out there with some pretty toxic chemicals. I mean, if you were to mix chlorine and acid together, you would create a mustard gas that would be really somewhat dangerous. I've had a member of my group have lung damage from opening a bucket of tablets that was full of water. And there's acid, there's, if you have to, you have to know that the trichlor tablets, of course, have chlorine in them, but they have cyanuric acid in them. And so that's a type of acid. And if you were to put a tablet in a water source, a small water source and cover it up, and then open up that lid, the fumes can be very overpowering. That's what happens sometimes when the trichlor buckets of tablets get water in them. You may be unaware of it. This has happened to me, not to the extent where I had lung damage, but I definitely had trouble breathing the rest of that day. Maybe I did have some damage. But the first time I did this, I would say it was back in the early 2000s when the first time I had this accident where I don't know exactly what brand of tablets it was, but the lid was not secured. If maybe the customer took the lid off or I didn't put it on tight enough, I don't really know what happened. All I know is that when I opened this bucket of tablets, the chemical smell was so overpowering that I started coughing, gagging, sneezing. It was just a big mess. Uh, It was just really overpowering. And this can happen also on a smaller scale with a rainbow chlorinator, Not as much with the Hayward ones, but the rainbow chlorinators have that thin tube where you have the tablets fitting in there perfectly. Now, if that check valve on the bottom is not working and the tablets are not dissolving in there, when you open that lid up, the fumes can be overpowering also, and it could be something that will knock you back and knock you down because, you know, all that acid and chlorine in that chamber why you when you release it, all that comes out. Now, a way to prevent this, of course, I always do this when I have a rainbow chlorinator, either a 300 offline or a 320 online. When I open that lid up, I make sure that I step back right away. So I'll open that lid and I won't like put my head over to look in there to see what's going on. Like, you know, are the tablets melting or dissolving, I should say, or are there, you know, does it need more tablets in there? I'll open that lid up and I'll step back two or three feet and then I'll wait. And then I'll just do other things because basically you want to give yourself a good minute or so just to let any of those fumes dissipate. You don't want to be standing right over when you open up the lid. That's a mistake I've made before. 
and it will make that mistake again. And so I'll open that lid and then I'll step back. As you walk towards it, you can smell right away if you have that toxic smell. And so at that point, definitely get a mask of some kind. And I carry a mask in my truck for sure. And put a mask on before you approach that. And keep an eye on those check valves on the bottom of the offline Rainbow 300 chlorinator. There's a little BB in there. And when that that's kind of, that stops it from you know leaking back in when when it turns off, but that also can get clogged up with some of the tablet residue, and that causes the trichlor tablets not to dissolve properly inside those chambers. Sometimes it's just a bunch of buildup of trichlor tablet residue inside those chlorinators. And I've asked Pentair, you know, different ways of cleaning it. There's really no good way to clean those out. You know, they suggest replacing it if there's a lot of residue. If it's, you know, dark brown or yellow in color, then that chlorinator probably needs to be replaced and put a fresh one in there to avoid having some of that toxic smell. So the trichlor buckets, of course, are extremely dangerous because you have 50 pounds of or 35 pounds of trichlor sitting in a bucket. And if that lid is not secure, and that's why I really recommend getting your tablets with the kind of spin-on lids, like the ones at Leslie's Pool Supply. You can also find those at other um, distributors, but they're much better than the square Clorox type tablet buckets, in my opinion, because that lid spins on and it locks on there tight. It's also childproof, and you know you have a good seal where water's not going to get in there. Of course, if you're storing it outside, you want to put it in an area where it's not going to get super wet. So if you can put it somewhere where there's maybe a patio or a covered area, that's better. But it should not get water in there with those spin-on type lids if you have it on securely. And of course, if you suspect there's water in there when you open it, how would you know? Because this happened to me where I don't know if the lid was off during a storm or what happened, but it was on there secure. And so when I took it off, I wasn't expecting those toxic fumes with the water in there. But of course, if the lid looks cracked or it looks like it wasn't closed properly, right away you should deduce that probably water got in there, especially if it's been raining that week. And be cautious when you open that lid. This is also a good idea if you are taking over a new account and there's a bucket of tablets back there. I would always think that it's compromised automatically, that there's water in there. So whenever you're opening an unknown bucket of tablets in someone's backyard, always think that this probably has water in it. So for me, that's probably the deadliest thing that could happen out there is getting a big whiff of that toxic trichlor, you know, water mixture also, when you open up floaters, sometimes you'll have the same smell. So be careful, too, with the, the floaters in the pool. Sometimes you may have put too many tablets in there. I've had one time where a customer closed the side panels. I'm not sure why he did that. I didn't notice it, so I took the floater out, and I opened the top up, and I did get a whiff of the trichlor with the water in there because it was just sitting in there. So make sure you have those side vents and any kind of chlorine floater open. I wouldn't recommend closing them all the way. Because then you have that water in there that could get that toxic smell. So definitely keep an eye on those also and be careful. Now, acid, muriatic acid is something that we're all familiar with. And I don't think there's any pool guy or gal out there that's never got a full whiff of it when you're pouring it into the pool. Now, on a cloudy day or a foggy day, you can definitely see the fumes coming up off the pool. That's obviously not where you want to be standing when you pour it. So what I do is I pour in a pattern in the deep end where I'll pour it in and then I'll walk away the other way. Now, of course, be careful that there's no gardeners or landscapers or customers standing around 
pets, even dogs will start to kind of sneeze and, uh, you know, when they inhale that acid fume. So make sure there's no pets around. I've made the mistake, of course, of adding acid to the pool when there were people painting on the second story and they got a little bit of a whiff and I was like, oh, sorry about that. They didn't give me very good looks. And I've also, you know, done the same thing with customers when they come out and I, I wasn't warning them about me adding acid to the pool. It's pretty toxic, but it's it's just going to make you kind of cough and gag a little bit. It's nowhere nearly as toxic, I don't think, as the trichlor with water in it in a small container. But it's something to be aware of. So if you have muriatic acid on the back of your truck, make sure those lids are on there tight. I've had some times where I wasn't careful, I'm in a rush, and I put it back in my truck and the lid's not on all the way. You can, by the way, get burned pretty badly with the acid if you were to be putting it back in the case and the lid comes off and it splashes. And that's happened to me. It splashed on my shirt and luckily I didn't get too burned. But you can get really burned on your face and eyes and your hands if you're not careful handling it. So that's another caution, not only the smell, but handling muriatic acid is something that you have to be cautious of or cognizant of. Another fume that you may be aware of is if your shock, like how hypo, gets wet. You know, if you have them in bags and you have them in your tote or in your, your service cart, the cow hypo can also get a chlorine smell that's pretty strong if those bags of shock get wet. I've been guilty of this where it's been pretty rainy out and I've had a bag of shock and I'm not paying too much attention and it's in my, my tote, my TK caddy, and it fills up with water. And then I go to use that shock and it's kind of mushy anyway, but it does have a really strong chlorine smell to it. So be aware that Cal Hypo, when you get it wet, can also put off some fumes. Nothing nearly as bad as the trichlor, but definitely something that you have to be aware of. Now, something that doesn't really give off fumes, but I think you should be careful when you're using it, is when you're adding DE to a pool, a DE filter, and you're recharging it. The dust is a industrial carcinogen, which means that if you inhale a lot of it over the course of your career, they consider that a hazard, and it can be dangerous. I think in Europe it's considered a carcinogen straight out. So I would definitely be wearing some kind of mask, you know, an N98 mask or, you know, something stronger because you just don't want to be breathing in the dust from it, from that DE. It's not something you're going to be smelling, but it's definitely something that you want to be cautious of. Cellar Pool has a low dust DE that I really like. Definitely would recommend that. You can also switch to Paralyte, but that's also very dusty. It doesn't have, you know, as many dangers to it, but you don't want to get any of that in in your lungs either. And definitely wear a mask when you're using those kind of powders. There's not a lot of problems with soda ash and baking soda. They don't have a lot of odors to them, nor does boric acid powder. So those are relatively, um, you know, innocuous. They're not going to really cause problems. Another thing that I think you should be aware of out there is that a lot of dead critters really smell when you're getting them out of the pool. Now, this is something that I learned right away. The one that I hate the most and the one that really kind of makes me gag, even till this day, I don't like it, but it's when there's dead lizards in the pool. And sometimes when you're doing a green pool cleanup, there's a ton of them. The smell of the dead lizards for some reason makes me really nauseous. And almost I almost vomit sometimes with just the smell of the lizards. The rodents don't bother me nearly as much. Of course, you know, a dead a mouse or rat in a skimmer basket, once you take it out, you're going to smell that right away or a gopher. But for some reason, it's just the dead lizards that really get to me. And I'm not a big fan of the way those smell. And unfortunately, there's a ton of lizards in California. So you have to deal with that smell. 
And remember, when you take it out of the water, that's when you start to smell it. I would not recommend dumping any dead critters, by the way, directly into the customer's trash can. I carry disposable bags on my truck, and I would highly recommend you put a dead mouse or rat or lizard into that bag. I've unfortunately had, you know, before I started doing this, had customers complaining that I stunk up their trash can, which is totally my fault, putting a dead rodent in there without putting it in a bag. So now I carry these bags, and I definitely would recommend putting the dead bodies in one of these grocery bags that you get at the store, and then putting them in the trash can in the bag itself. And I usually put it in the regular trash, not the recycling bin. Now, of course, you can dump the rodents over the fence, but that's not a good idea either, because then the neighbor's cat or dog can get it, and you don't want them to be dragging it in the house either. If it's all wet, they're going to kind of suspect that it came out of the pool, and it was you that dumped it somewhere in the planters. So you don't want to do that either. Another problem that you're going to run into is if you have customers with dogs. And dogs, really, for some reason, they like to uh, defecate on the grass around the pool. I've had many dogs that just right on the deck, you have all their waste over there. And it's usually not a big problem until you, of course, step in it. And then you're tracking it all over the place. And you've kind of released all of that smell. That's the problem for sure. And, you know, what I like to do is I like to make sure the customer knows my service day. And I'm not really, you know, mean about it, but I like to let them know that it's better when the pool area is clean. And that way there's no accidents of me stepping in it and spreading it all over the place. But it's one of those things where once that happens, you just go. I wear waterproof boots, by the way, and I, I highly recommend you also wear those. You just go to the garden hose and then hose off the bottom of your shoe before you get in your truck. Because the last thing you want to do is bring that into your service truck or van and stink that up. And then one more thing that I think really stinks and something that is maybe area specific, but in California when it rains, the worms come out of the ground. And that's mainly because they don't like the moisture and they crawl. And then, of course, you know, ironically, they crawl into the pool, which there's a lot of moisture in there. And then they fall to the bottom. And these really stink, especially after a few days in there. And it stinks so bad that you really can't even, you know, put your leaf rake in the back of your truck bed. You smell it as you when you get out to your next stop, especially the canisters for automatic cleaners. It really stinks those up badly. Um, so it's really a bad smell, the dead worms. So be aware of that, too. If you're just starting out and you see a lot of worms in the pool, chances are when you get them out, wherever you're putting them, it's going to stink up the your leaf rakes and a stink up the canister really bad and i highly recommend not using a leaf canister and vacuuming the worms out and not emptying it for a few days because then you've really made it deadly and whenever i vacuum out worms with my leaf canister with my vacuum i make sure i empty it definitely with the riptide bags you want to empty those out too you don't want to leave the worms in there for a long period of time so there are, of course, some tricks that you can do out there to reduce the smells that you carry into your truck. One thing that I like to do, I wear these gloves, they're nitrile gloves, and, you know, Amazon's kind of weird, so I'm going to give you the actual name of the glove that they put there because, you know, Amazon, everything is a description now. There's no actual product names of anything anymore, so it's hard for me to say, yeah, I get these particular gloves, so it's called the GNF is the brand of this product and you have six pairs men's work gloves with microfoam coating garden gloves texture grip men's work glove for general purpose construction yard work large 
and this is one of those things where um, just type in Amazon GNF gloves and you probably will see them. They're black with a little green uh, band on the very bottom. I use these for all the chemical handling I do out there. So if I'm pouring in a gallon of liquid chlorine or any muriatic acid, if I'm opening a bag of Calhypo, if I'm more more importantly handling trichlor tablets, I have these gloves on all the time. And so before I get into my truck and before I finish, I dip my hands in the pool and I you know make sure there's no as little a smell as possible on them. And then before I get in my truck, I'll take the gloves off and put them in my tote or in my service cart. And then I'll, I'll drive to the next stop. So I find that this minimizes the smell that's carried from your route every stop into your truck, which is important because your truck needs to be kind of a sanctuary where you get away from all these smells. And so you don't want to bring in the chemical smells on your hands and put them on your steering wheel. And then every time you get in your truck, you're going to smell a chlorine smell in your truck. So the gloves come in handy. Also, if you do a lot of green pool cleanups and you do some that are, you know, stage four or five, you know that the smell of that green pool kind of permeates everything you touch it as well. So when I do a green pool cleanup, I make sure I have a spare shirt in my truck so at least I can minimize some of that, you know, swamp smell when I get into my truck. It's really not a pleasant smell. So it's, of course, of course a good idea to wear these gloves when you do a green pool cleanup, but also have a spare shirt so you can change your shirt to minimize that stench of the green pool you're going to invariably get some of the algae on you. It's going to splash on you or when you're cleaning the filter. So it's one of those things where just changing your shirt minimizes the smell in your truck. You want to try to keep your truck as smell-free as possible. And you want, don't want to bring too much of the outside stuff into your truck. One thing that you may find really hard to do is pool service out of a van with any kind of liquid chemicals or trichlor tablets in the back because those smells will stay in the van and kind of permeate the van. Kind of embarrassing, but when my service truck broke down in the past, I would use my wife's old Lexus RX 300. Now that she has a new Lexus, I can't do that, so I just rent the truck if I have a problem with my truck. But I have a Honda Ridgeline, so it hasn't broken down at this point, knock on wood. Um, so I, I really don't really worry about it. But back when I had my Nissan Frontier, which broke down all the time, I would use her RX 300. It was an old 1999, so it wasn't a big deal. But I remember just simply the tote being in the back of the, the Lexus with really no chemicals in there. It's just the smell of previous chemicals that were in the tote. When I got out of that, the SUV at the end of the day, I had to open up the back, open the windows, because it just permeated the vehicle. And that wasn't even carrying any kind of chemicals in there. It was just the residue smell uh, on the equipment that I was carrying to do those pools those days. So if you do work out of a service van or your Prius, it's going to stink really bad because of the chemicals. One easy solution for that, of course, is to leave some chemicals at every stop. And that way, you don't have to worry about it being in your vehicle. So if you are working out of a van or if you happen to work out of a regular vehicle like a Prius or an SUV, it's a good idea maybe just to leave a lot of the chemicals at the stops. If you can put them in a secure location, of course, where kids aren't going to get a hold of them, or the dogs aren't going to get into them. There should usually be a secure location by the equipment. Just leave the majority of the chemicals there, and that way you're not fighting that chemical smell when you're using something where it doesn't air out. And I, I think a truck is the best vehicle, at least in my area, because everything is airing out. 
it's really better to have it airing out rather than being in an enclosed van or using an SUV to transport these chemicals to all of your stop. And it's one of the things where all these things are just part of the job, you know, the chemical smells that you have to be careful of, dead critters, dead worms, all these things add up to a really unpleasant day sometimes out there. And you just have to be aware of that. And then, of course, in the spring, you have to worry about the pollen everywhere. And this is also something that bothers me. I, I have allergies seasonally. And usually in the spring, all the pollen around the pool area at the customer's homes and you're walking, you just see the, the yellow dust everywhere. This also is something to be aware of. There's so many things out there that affect you you know, through your nose. So just be aware of all these factors. And I probably left a few out here, but these are the main ones that I run into all the time. And you should be aware of this, that besides the weather, besides, you know, the elements out there, there's also the element of smell and of, you know, really getting sick out there if you're not careful with some of the chemicals that we use. If you're looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. With over 1,200 podcasts to choose from, you definitely have something there to listen to. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I go through a week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.